Delicious Life Podcast. If you are new here, that is the first time I've ever started the episode with Hey Bitches, so please stay around. Um, I am just, <laughs> as always, really excited for this episode. It's like, you know, it's like I just love the way my brain works, right? It's like I just love the ideas that come to my mind because I'm really, really excited for today's topic. And as you'll probably see from the title, today's topic is all about FOMO in social situations, in experimenting with your sobriety or not going as full force at festivals and parties and stuff like that. And this was inspired by a question um, slash kind of scenario that I got sent uh, anonymously after I myself attended Spilt Milk and was relatively sober. We'll say for the purpose of this podcast that I was sober, but I do want you guys to know that I did have four whole drinks <laughs> over the course of the day. I had two drinks at the apartment before we left, you know, just like standards. And then I had two at the festival that my friends uh, purchased for me. I didn't actually buy them myself. Um, so yeah, we are going to be talking about that today, but I will give you guys a little bit of an update in my own life. We'll have a little bit of a catch up. Um, so last week I had my first full official week working at stop which was so amazing I did two morning shifts and an afternoon shift and it was freaking it was just a vibe I'm loving training there being at Fitstop is the most consistent I've been with strength training in months on in all honesty in months but I've also not been as consistent with my running and I know this is like such a flip but two weeks ago I just got to this point with running where I was just not actually enjoying it. Every single time I was going out for a run, it always had to be like an eight kilometer or a 10 kilometer run. And I was finding myself in this place where I couldn't just pop out for like a three or a 5k run. I would feel guilty because I'd been following this 10k program. So, and, and running along with managing, you know, getting my conditioning up with, training at fit stop as well because it's a different style of training so my body needed to condition to that I was just finding myself so tired and I was really really getting quite run down and burnt out and I was just very 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 fatigued so I took basically all of last week off I ran once on the treadmill last Monday and it's now Tuesday the next week and I still haven't ran I might I think I might run this afternoon um maybe like three or four k something just short nothing crazy and just kind of like reignite that passion and that fun when it comes to running do I have plans to still finish this 10k program absolutely I probably won't jump all the way back to the start I think I'll probably pick up halfway through the program um, maybe around like week five or something I think I got to week seven before I kind of had had taken my break but I'm going to give myself a little bit before I get back into it um we had our first week off of run club as well last week because obviously I was at spilt milk um that was really freaking sad I cannot wait for run club next week although I will be 
um, coming off the back of my own uh, Glow Up Coaching Christmas party. So that is going to be interesting. I expect and hope to see a lot of the Glow Up gals there 6am with me the next day, probably running on a little bit less sleep than we'd like. Um, That is so fine. And then... Finally, obviously, I went to the Gold Coast on the weekend to go to Spilt Milk. That was so much fun, guys. It has honestly, it's been about a year since I went to a festival. And it's honestly been since like pre-COVID, since I went to a festival with a group of people. Um, And yeah, it was just a really, really good time. I personally do get quite overwhelmed in really big crowds. So I'm not a mosh kind of girly. Um, But it was at... Uh, AFL stadium so they actually for the main stage area if you didn't go they that you were able to get access to like the second level of seating um in the stadium so me and a couple of my friends actually sat up there for most of the main stage acts which was fucking awesome um I really really enjoyed that and I really enjoyed that I just got to do the festival day the way that I wanted to um in all honesty I actually had decided in my own mind that I was going to be sitting up in those seats by myself for like four or five hours before, you know, a couple of my friends were like, oh yeah, actually I want to do that too. Um, so that was nice to have company, but it was also a nice feeling to just realize in myself that no matter what I want to choose and do, I'm going to have a great day, you know, like you can go to a festival alone or you can leave your friends at a festival and you can actually still just have the best fucking time. Like you don't always need other people to share that happiness with. You actually do just get to spend it with yourself or, you know, you know, turn to the people next to you or the group of people next to you, sitting next to you, standing next to you and start chatting to them. Like festivals are a place where you actually, you can connect with other people. You are all there to enjoy the same thing. Um, oh, we also did some shopping guys at the massive, um, what's it like a Westfield or Pacific fair. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, on the Gold Coast, the massive, uh, shopping center there. And this is so wild. I got two pairs of denim shorts. The first pair of denim shorts fit me like a fucking dream. I don't think that's ever happened in my entire life. And I was telling this to a client um, this morning in a PT uh, session. And she goes, that is lucky girl syndrome. (laughs) And I was like, it honestly is. Like, we're in fucking Universal of all stores as well. Like, nothing ever fits in Universal. We all know that. And I put on these shorts and I'm like, I'll try them on. But, you know, absolutely zero hopes. I'm like, girls, they fit. And then we go into charcoal later on and there's like a different style of like denim shorts, different color, different style, different fit. And I'm like, they fit as well. I'm going to have to buy them. In all honesty, honestly, also, I almost bought a third pair, um, but there was something just slightly wrong with them. And because I was like not probably needing more denim shorts, I didn't buy them. But honestly, if they were like the first pair I tried on, the third pair, the last pair, I probably would have bought them. So it was just crazy. So, so wild. I thought I'd put that out there. Um, If you are on the hunt for shorts for the summer season, I'm not going to give you advice, but I'm just going to say like, I fucking feel you. Uh, It is a hard journey. It's not an easy, (laughs) not always an easy feat finding a pair of denim shorts that fit you and feel comfortable and are going to be great for your summer. But I'm here with you in solidarity. You know, I just just wanted to put that out there. (laughs) 
Anyway, we are going to jump into the topic for today now. Um, so lots of festival chat because obviously that's where the topic has kind of manifested itself from. But you can apply what we're talking about to anything. So it could be to a party. It could be to Christmas. It could be to your staff party. It could literally just be to like Friday night drinks with the girls. It could just be hanging out with your friends and having some drinks or, you know, just hanging out on the weekend with your pals or your family, you can apply this to anything. Because I do really, really feel like this type of mindset is so common for a lot of us, like kind of every single weekend. And even the conversation around FOMO, you know, like FOMO can be adapted to anything. It could literally be adapted to two of your friends hanging out and you weren't invited. It could be seeing people in Europe over the Australian summer for Euro, for Euro summer, you know, and you get that FOMO. So it can really be adapted to anywhere. I think with social media, FOMO has definitely become a bigger, uh, a bigger topic, a bigger thing. Um, from what I could tell, I did a little bit, a little bit of pre-reading um, about FOMO before jumping on mic. And from what I could tell, FOMO was ter- like coined as a term in about, I think it was 1996, but from literature and messages and stuff like that sent you, like FOMO as a concept, that fear of missing out, those human emotions, they have existed like for forever you know before social media but facebook um the conception of facebook i think it was 2004 that really like propelled you know people talking about this term fomo and people really getting this fear of missing out and i could be so wrong but i feel like even in the what's the Facebook movie called? It's called like social networking or something like that. The The movie about Facebook, I feel like they even spoke about this when Facebook was still in its infancy as I think Mark Zuckerberg, it started out as just a, um, a way that people at this one university could connect and talk. And I feel like I could be so wrong, but I feel like in the movie they were even talking about how just having that platform for people at university to talk and connect the rise of FOMO was like really becoming a thing so social media really has been such an instigator and a driving factor in us feeling FOMO because you're able to see what you are missing out on in real time right you're able to see if your friends are hanging out if you know you're there's a party on that you weren't invited to or whatever is going on you're able to see what you're not doing so you could even be having fun with friends but if there's a perfectly curated post or you know images or video or something on instagram or tiktok or wherever in time even if you are having an amazing time you're still able to feel those thermal emotions because it's that perception that i could be having a better time somewhere else with different people And saying that actually makes me kind of like ponder, like how does FOMO impact relationships and impact our ability to connect with one another in the moment and the respect that we show for other people in the moment? Because if you are with friends, if you're with, you know, maybe you're with your family, maybe you're hanging out with your mom, maybe you're hanging out with your boyfriend, maybe you're hanging out with your best friend or something. And if you jump on Instagram and you see 
other people that you're mates with having a party or at the beach together or at the movies or doing something how does it make how does it interrupt your connection with the person that you're currently with in that moment you know like there's one thing feeling FOMO because you're at home by yourself having a night in or like reading a book or something but there's another thing being with other people and going like oh I could be somewhere else I could be doing something better and let's be completely honest we've all fucking felt that like I'm not perfect you're not perfect we're not going to pretend that we are and it would be a lie for me to sit here and go yeah I've never I've never experienced I've never felt that of course I felt that of course I've been with friends wishing that I was with other people you know, being with your family, wishing that you were at a party. We've all felt that. And it is driven a lot by by FOMO, by that anxiety. So if we want to get more specific with what FOMO actually is, obviously FOMO stands for the fear of missing out. But it is not just the sense that there might be something better that you could be doing in that moment it is also this feeling that you are missing out on something fundamentally important that others are experiencing right now so if we're talking about you know going to europe for a euro summer that can be be something that you feel like you are missing that is fundamental because you know you're only 21 once right or it could be, oh my gosh, my friends are at this party and they're making all these memories together and I'm here having family dinner, you know? So a major contributing factor is the desire for interpersonal attachments. So attachments with other people and a need to belong, which it makes so much sense, right? We want to conform so that we belong. But it can also bring up the same feelings that social exclusion and worthiness actually bring up for us, right? So it may be accompanied by envy, although envy is usually directed towards one person, whereas FOMO is not generally directed towards one person, right? It can also be influenced by peer pressure and the desire to conform. And for me, especially after the weekend that I've just had, that is where I see FOMO And that's probably where the conversation is going to go today is that FOMO that is really tied up with peer pressure and the desire to conform. And lastly, FOMO can also lead to spending lots of time doing things that you actually don't enjoy in an attempt to avoid the anxiety associated with the fear of missing out or that anxiety of not fitting in, that anxiety that your interpersonal attachments are going to decline, that you're not going to be in the group anymore, that you're going to miss out on you know something as small as an inside joke you know you hearing an inside joke from people can make you feel like you've you've missed out can make you feel regretful that you didn't go to that party or go to that thing and I just anybody who is experiencing or has suffered with FOMO I just I fucking I get it because FOMO held me back for make from making my own decisions for so many years you know I I'm going to be really candid with you guys today in this episode um we're definitely going to be talking about alcohol consumption we're going to be talking about drugs as well um you know on Instagram I don't really talk about that but I will definitely talk about it today especially after you know going to the festival on the weekend and just seeing the way that everybody wants to experience or thinks they need to experience a festival, for example. So having this FOMO, this anxiety, it it kept me from being a sheep. 
And, you know, nobody really wants to be a sheep. You want to be not a lone wolf. I don't think that is what you want to be because we all want to live in a, in a group. But think about like a wolf in a pack, right? They're all doing their own individual thing, but they're all still working together. They're not just following the Sherpa, right? So we don't want to be a sheep. We don't want to be a lone wolf. We'd rather be a wolf in a pack with our own mind. So essentially a human. So what needs to happen, um, actually, I'm going to read out this message that I, that I got sent. So the message says, I feel like I struggle a lot with FOMO and I'm constantly torn between living life to the fullest and then in brackets, fun, crazy life like everyone else or prioritizing my job, health and fitness. I find it difficult to have both. How do you do it? X. I, like I said on my Instagram, I fucking love this question. I love this person. I have all the love in the world for them. It's anonymous. I don't know who you are, but I have all the love in the world for you. And what screamed to me at the beginning was we need a a reframe. We need a mindset reframe because we can see that this person currently feels like there's two camps that you can live in. And one is fun and exciting and crazy and you get good stories and you do all this wild and wacky stuff. And then the other is safe and calm and boring and prioritizing my job and my health and my fitness. And yeah, that's going to be amazing. But oh my God, I'm not going to get a good story because I sleep. I I, 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 I go to sleep at eight o'clock every single day and I wake up at 5 a.m. for the sunrise and no, 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 no. But that's actually just not the truth. So currently it feels like there's this perception that people who are out drinking, are out doing drugs and partying, are having more fun than you would if you chose to make other things in your life a priority, you know, your health, your fitness, your job. But what we're forgetting is actually that you get to determine how you show up to, let's say, a festival for the for, for the sake of, you know, this conversation. You get to determine to determine how you show up to that festival. Do you want to go? and drink a lot, and do lots of drugs, potentially actually not remember half the acts that you saw, you know, potentially risk drinking too much, um, feeling sick, you know, we're gonna, we're thinking about the hangover the next day, because you're already going to be up really late, so you're already going to feel tired the next day, but then we're adding a hangover onto that, we might even be adding a come down onto that, Are you going to get offered something that you generally wouldn't take, but then because your friends are doing it, you're going to go, oh my God, I've got to do it too. And it could be fun for a little bit, but what if you have a bad reaction? You know, and I know I sound like such a, like a worried Nancy. And I'm, I just want to say guys, like I don't hate drugs. I I actually just don't give a fuck what anybody does. Like it's completely up to you. But this person for the example who sent this message, obviously has a struggle obviously has a problem and it's not just it's not good enough to go like I don't care what you do like that's not my job that's not my responsibility in this situation I'm here to give you guys um some clarity and some help and some assistance so for for background like I have when I was younger 100% (laughs) done plenty of drugs um I'm not plenty. Like it wasn't something I was doing every single weekend, but there was a little phase there where me and my friends were having wine nights that would turn into us taking other things um, in like our friend's backyard, you know? Uh, So I've done party drugs. I actually used to smoke a lot of weed as well. Like most basically every night would be smoking weed for a very solid 
time in my life, like a very long time in my life. Um, and I haven't been in that place for probably about a year and a half now. So, you know, it's still like in my recent history. Um, party drugs, I haven't done for a lot longer. Like that was definitely something that I did more when like pre-COVID time. So that was quite a while away. I just wanted to give you guys that background, that history on myself. So you can kind of understand like where I'm coming from. And yes, I do have an understanding of like, you know, party drugs and being in that situation. And it's actually not something that it's like, oh, when I was 18, like, no, no, no. It was like a couple years ago for me. But I think we need to, yeah, really understand what is important to us. Because if if going to a festival once or twice a year and, you know, drinking whatever and doing all these different drugs is, you know, feels good for you because you do it twice a year and it's a fun day and you, you have a great time with your friends, then fuck yeah. Go for it. Do that. But if every time a festival comes around or every time the weekend comes around or a party comes around and you have this internal battle of like, fuck, am I going to drink a lot? Am I going to do these drugs or do I want to like hold back? But if I hold back, I'm going to be boring and everyone else is going to do it and they're not going to understand. If that's you, then 100%. Let's keep listening. Let's keep talking because there's so much more for you to, I think, learn about yourself, you know? And I want to pose the question to you, right? Like, what if having two or three drinks, you could actually have more fun than if you had 10 or 15 drinks and got really drunk? What if like just having one or two while you're getting ready, you know, to go to the festival or go out was actually perfect? Or what if spending a little bit more money and getting one or two cocktails at the restaurant was actually amazing instead of getting like, you know, $5 wet pussy shots and like drinking pints of beer because beer is cheap but it makes me feel gross and sick you know but if you could actually go to festivals and you know without it having to make the rest of your week a complete drag because there's no come down like on Monday after the festival on Sunday I was tired because we stayed up late and Sunday was a really big day and I didn't eat properly and I was dehydrated but today on Tuesday, I feel completely fine because I had a great night's sleep on Monday. I have no come down. I have no alcohol still lingering in my system because I didn't get fucked up drunk. I don't have any drugs that are trying to purge out of me. I actually just get to go about my week completely normal. And I do get to just go straight back into my routine, focusing on my health, focusing on my fitness and focusing on my job. Oh, I'm so boring, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I think what you're also forgetting, if this is your mindset of like getting that FOMO, is that a party is literally one night of the week. Maybe, 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 maybe. And you can go two different ways with this. You could go, okay, a party, let's say a party, like a proper party is like once a month. You could say like, okay, a a good party is once a month. I can have a big night once a month. That's fine. That's nothing. Cool. Amazing. But what if once a month is still too much for you? You know, what if once a month you still feel icky because it's like, it's like getting your period, right? You get your period once a month, but you spend half a week leading up to your period feeling shit. You've got your period for a week. You feel good for a couple days. Then you go into ovulation where you feel kind of shit again. And then you're back to like (laughs) your luteal phase where you're feeling average again, right? (laughs) So alcohol and drinking and partying could almost be like that. You know, you feel amazing leading up to the party you have the party you have this massive come down and then two weeks three weeks go by oh my god okay it's another party we're ready to go through the cycle 
you know, what if you could actually still go to festivals without making the rest of your week a drag because there was no come down? Remember that. So yeah, you're forgetting that a party is maybe once a month, whereas your health is every single day. And because of the importance you place on your health, like it's it's constant. I, I, I think that the importance I put on my health and fitness, it allows me to go to festivals and have fun. It allows me to go out and to a party and have a good time. And that doesn't mean that I don't get drunk ever. Yes, I haven't been completely drunk for a very long time, like blackout drunk for probably over, for definitely over a year now. But does that mean that I haven't been tipsy? Absolutely not. And if you did see my Instagram, you'll see that me and my coach were actually recently reflecting on the conversations that we were having a year ago versus the conversations her and I were having um, on Friday leading up to me going to this festival. And leading up to me going to this festival, I said to her, I know I don't want to drink. I will have a couple drinks getting ready with my friends and that feels great. I don't want to do any of the drugs that I know are going to be there. Um, I personally know that I'm going to be drinking in a couple weeks time at some of the Christmas parties that I have coming up. And I also know that when I go home for Christmas back to Victoria, I'm going to be drinking with my family. I'm going to be drinking wine with my family. And Last year, the conversation was just so different. I felt so dysregulated anytime that alcohol or partying was coming into my existence. And I felt so nervous and uncomfortable. And I just want you to know that if that's you, you actually don't have to have all the answers because that's something that I really struggled with last year. I wanted the answers so badly. I was like, what is my relationship to alcohol? How do I define myself? What are my parameters? I have to know, you know, but what I've realized is that every single time you drink or every single time you have an event, the parameters shift, the value changes, what's important is different. So, you know, I know for a fact that when I go home to Victoria, I drink more because there's delicious wine and it's a part of how I connect with my family was where I when I'm in Queensland, when I'm living my my life up here in Queensland, I've created a life and an understanding with my friends that I don't drink that much. And, and that's 100% okay. And could I take that home to Victoria? Of course. But do I want to? No, I like having the wines with my family. I like connecting with them in that way, right? So it's actually just allowing the parameters to shift and not having to have these strict rules could I go to a festival and take some drugs? Absolutely, I could because not there's not a part of me going, I have to be 100% sober. That's a decision that I don't want to make. I don't want to put myself into that box where I'm like, yep, I'm 100% sober. Could I not drink for a year and then have some drinks? Absolutely. Again, because I will never... Actually, I don't want to say never, but I am not in a place now where I'm putting labels on what I do or what I don't do. It's actually just how I feel on the day and the decisions that I make that feel comfortable with myself. And I actually got a message from somebody after putting up my Instagram stories yesterday. And, you know, she said that she actually had a few friends sell their tickets to the festival that just happened because they decided they wanted to be substance free and they weren't sure that they could say no in the party scene. And I fully, I fully fucking respect those people to go, actually, I don't think that I'm going to have the power right now to say no when I'm there in the moment, but I want to be substance free. And I respect that so much, but I also just want to say like, isn't that sad that 
we have such a culture where it's potentially so unaccepted to go substance free that you feel like you actually just can't come. You just need to remove yourself from that situation completely because you're afraid of the peer pressure that might happen. And that's something that I think we should all be working on is how we respond to peer pressure and also who we're surrounding ourselves with. Because if our friends aren't okay to respect our decisions straight away, as soon as you say, no, thank you, then are they really people that you want to keep around? If your friends are going to be like, no, do it, do it. Come on, do it. You're so boring. I'm fucking sorry. Are you my friend or do you just want a buddy to drink with, right? I also, I want to talk about as well, guys, why is focusing on your health and your job and your fitness automatically boring and not fun? Like, I think a lot of us feel like we have some of the most fun in our lives when we're in this awesome routine. You know, why does being in a routine mean that you can't have any spontaneity? And why does spontaneity where you're putting your health at risk, where you're potentially putting your life at risk, where you're potentially putting other people's lives at risk, why does that automatically mean it's fun? And I've even had conversations like this with um, my aunt, for example, who will be like, oh, where do you go clubbing? I'll be like, I don't go clubbing. Like, I don't do that anymore. And she's like, oh, you guys are so boring. I was clubbing till I was like X age, you know, and it can feel like, oh my God, I am so boring. She has so many good stories. She lived a completely different life to me, but it's right there. She lived a completely different life to me and we're allowed to live those different lives, right? You know, so understand what is your definition of living your life to the fullest? Is, is it your definition that you are currently living to? Or is it your friends? Or is it societies? Because my definition of living my life to the fullest doesn't include being written off for a week. It actually doesn't include having crazy blackout drunken stories anymore. But it's okay that it once did. Because my, my, my perception of living my life to the fullest once was doing those things. And it's allowed to shift It's allowed to change and I'm allowed to change and grow and so are you. Like like I I said, it took me a really long time to find peace. It took me a really, really long time before peace and I definitely struggled with, with a lot for quite a while because when you form a lot of your identity around being the party goer or the wild one or that's kind of how your friendship circle exists around drinking and socializing in that kind of manner to be the first one to step out of that can be really really fucking scary and personally I felt like the first one to step out of that in my friend group and I'm not saying that as like a flex but I am able to acknowledge that I actually do feel really proud of myself for that because you know, I could have waited for other people to kind of start finding their own feet and not drinking at certain events and stuff like that. But if I had waited, then I would be living to somebody else's tune. I'd be living to somebody else's timeline instead of living to my own timeline, right? So if you're in a place where you're wanting to, you know, be able to do both, be able to live life to the fullest and have fun and be crazy, but you're also not wanting to struggle with that FOMO and you do want to start prioritizing your job and your health and your fitness. Like 
understand that you actually can do both. I received another message from somebody else um, who actually went to Spilt Milk by herself and she goes to so many festivals and concerts alone and sober. At, at all of them, you know, right? And she she messaged me and said, another thing is changing the mindset that uh, festivals, concerts, and fun have to include alcohol. I She said, I go to at least one festival or concert every week and I do it sober. And she, she, she swapped out alcohol for caffeine and it does the trick, you know? So her friends actually will buy her energy drinks or soft drinks, um when they buy alcohol and she said, since she's sober, she gets to drive back home. She gets to wake up feeling amazing. Um, you know, if you choose to stay in a different city, you can take meal prep, you can get up the next morning, go for a walk. It, and, and partying and festivals, they don't have to be bad. It doesn't have to ruin your health. It doesn't actually have to impact your health. And not that we need to try and find a million reasons as to like why we need to convince ourselves to go sober or something like that. But if that's something that's in your mind and you want to do, you know, she also mentioned the benefit that she gets to look after her friends and she gets to know that there's one person that her friends who are drinking or doing drugs or whatever, that they can rely on and be safe with and that she can drive them all home at the end of the night. And that makes her feel really good as well. Um, it's definitely not like a leading factor as to why she's sober, but you know, it's just one of those, like one of those other benefits of it. But if you're in this place, something that I cannot express to you enough that you need to start working on is your mindset. You need to understand why you are feeling the pressure to say yes and to drink or do drugs or whatever it is that you want, that you don't really feel 100% comfortable or want to do anymore why is there the pressure what do you think that you're going to miss out on is it that you're going to miss out on a memory or an inside joke or a key experience are you afraid that your connection with your friend is going to dwindle and weaken you know what are you scared of that is where the mindset work comes into it we also need to experience an ego death which is disconnecting yourself from this this sense of self, which, you know, the identity that you have with alcohol, with partying, with what fun is and with what good memories are and craziness is. You need to dissociate with that and have the ego death of that so that you actually just become more self-aware. Ego death is your identity that's holding you back. It's your identity that tells you you're not a morning person and that's why you can't get up in the morning instead of I actually just don't have very much discipline strengthened in my personality right now. You know, it's what's telling you that you can't go to a festival without drinking because that's not going to be fun. So having that part of you die, ego death, right? And it's becoming more self-aware. It's actually being able to take a step back and take a deep breath and 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 I guess like reflect and assess the situation before going in. We also want to understand that anxiety of FOMO, you know? Why do I have this fear of missing out? What and you know, this is in all of this is tied up with your mindset work. Then it is experimenting with how you approach nights out. This is something a little bit more tangible that you can do. Experimenting with how you approach nights out. And, you know, so that might be going out and having two or three drinks. It might be going out and going sober and and 
deciding to be the designated driver home. So just experiment because if you decide to be the designated driver one night and you don't like it because you want to be able to have, you know, two or three or four drinks, then cool, do that next time. See how that goes. And if you're going, oh my God, but I can't control myself when I don't have that responsibility of being the designated driver, go back to the drawing board. What's important for you here? Is it that you do want to be able to go to events sober? Is it that you just want to be able to drink less alcohol? You know, what can what pillars can we put in place to be able to get you there. And then, like I said earlier in the episode, let go of the need to have a single definitive answer to describe your personal approach to socializing, you know, because that, it, it can change and it will change at every event or over time, it's going to change. It's going to change because you're going to change. We can't expect the way we approach alcohol and partying and festivals and events like that to be the same as when you were 18 versus now in your mid 20s. It's just going to be completely different. But I cannot express to you how amazing you will feel the day after or the days after or the weeks after when you know that you made a decision that you actually wanted to make, when you made a decision that felt good to you, whether that is drinking lots and doing drugs, you know, or not. Both of those things, you can feel good in both of those decisions, there's no right or wrong answer here. The only thing that we are talking about is you understanding how to navigate this FOMO that's actually holding you back from trying new things, from experimenting, from allowing yourself to grow as a person. And that's what I want you to recognize is that it's you allowing yourself to grow and change and develop as a person instead of waiting to follow somebody else because they're doing it because they were brave enough. You don't want to live your life going, I wasn't brave enough to make decisions for myself. I wasn't brave enough to take the lead. I wasn't brave enough to be the first one in my friendship group to do X, Y, Z. And that you had to wait for somebody else to show you that, 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 to show you that it was okay. Like, babe, I'm showing you right now that it was okay. You have your full permission right here in this fucking moment to make any decision that you want to make all off of your own volition. You do not need somebody else's permission to do it or to not do it. But if you feel like you do need permission, it's here. It's right now in this podcast. I love this topic so much, guys. And if you want me to talk about it more, please send me your DMs, send me your, send me your questions. Um, if you have a dilemma or a problem that, you know, you want to ask privately, you can absolutely do that as well. I have, I just feel like this topic is so close to home. Like many with myself, I've been through so many different versions as a, of myself as a person. And I just, I think I can relate to a lot of different people in different circumstances. So I just cannot thank you enough for listening to another episode of the Most Delicious Life podcast. If you aren't already, make sure that you give us a big fucking follow. Hit that big old subscribe button. It helps more than you know. It really, really helps more than you know. If you're feeling extra generous, you can give us five stars on Apple or Spotify podcast. And do not forget that on Spotify, you can also personally review each episode episode or individually review each episode which is so freaking cool <laughs>
Um, guys, I will be having episodes dropping all throughout the Christmas period. So you will not go a week without your most delicious life podcast. So keep that in mind. Make sure that you're always jumping back onto Spotify every single Wednesday, 4.30 a.m. These episodes will drop. But thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys next week in the next episode. Bye.